that a great way to start this podcast episode honestly i feel like why didn't we just open that every episode with that that's how i wake up every morning so if you didn't guess it today we're discussing legally blonde that song by the way one of my favorites from any movie so doesn't that just make you feel good it, it, like i don't Does think that you, get you going andrew you, you i'm so excited for this podcast you can't feel happy you can't feel depressed after that song no it's, it's on my running playlist actually yeah is it yeah it gets me it gets me, it gets me yeah. going yeah. that should be my alarm clock now that I think about it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, she does her hair in the morning. <laughs> I do my hair in the morning. It's such a 90s song, even though I don't know. I don't think this movie was released in the 2001. 90s. 2001, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're talking about Legally Blonde. But really, we would be remiss if we didn't bring on a very special guest to help talk about such a great legal movie. Kelsey Trainers with us again. And Kelsey, welcome. Thank you for that lovely intro. Yeah, you're welcome. And just to let everybody know, Kelsey's been on the program a couple of times. She works for Abrams Media, Business Legal Affairs. She's an attorney and she's a podcast host. You have a new podcast out with our very own Amba, yeah, tell, our, tell our us very about own producer. It. Tell us about it. The podcast is called Calling Game and it's a weekly uh, sports column and podcast kind of combined together. And we talk about the current day issues in sports with a you know a little bit of a focus on women's sports but um you know we get into everything from paying college athletes to kind of the top broadcasters and you know athletes and activism so it's interesting and i heard you're becoming now a big deal on twitter people are following you and you're gonna probably never be on our show anymore. kind of a celebrity at me guys <laughs> definitely at me yeah um okay so thanks for coming on we're gonna talk about this topic we're gonna talk about this movie Give a breakdown, things that are accurate about it, things that are inaccurate about it, things we like, some things you might not have known about the movie. Just to start off, things you might not have known about the movie, talking about the intro and that great song. Do you know that's not even Reese Witherspoon in the beginning of the movie combing her hair? No, I did not know that. Who is it? It's some stand-in because Reese Witherspoon was filming, like I think it was doing a play somewhere and she couldn't film that part. Oh. She's very busy. Doesn't that make you feel a little different about the movie mm -hmm. now? Yeah. 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 But I mean, it was, it was just like a mirror shot, right? That was like the... That's how we get introduced to Elle Woods. <laughs> and the fact that it wasn't her, I'm ruining everybody's Wow, Big uh, news. Did you like the movie? I loved it, yeah. It's an all-time favorite yeah. of mine. Hashtag no Vivians. That's an actual hashtag? Uh, yes, out wow. there in the universe. I am learning so much right now. People I, say this is the movie that got a lot of people interested in going to law school, particularly women. Was that you? Definitely, it was Elle Woods that one made me want to go to law school. Are you being sarcastic? Yes, I am. Really? <laughs> I mean, no, honestly. No, I mean, it, it... I think it made it more relatable. Yeah. Right? Like, someone who's, like, having fun in their college sorority, you know, yeah. attorney, and they, yeah. they could see the law school is, like, could be an enjoyable thing. Yeah, I tried to get into Harvard. It didn't work. But well, whatever. Well, well she, had, she had, there was a good quote in the movie where her dad says that that law school was for boring and ugly people. <laughs> yeah, related really hard to that. Well, it was funny that you know I, I guess my perception of law school was that, and I'll say one thing: I went to New York Law School. Sometimes it gets a little bit he hated on. Maybe it's not the most top ranked. I absolutely love my law school. There is one thing our law school is known for, and I don't care that I'm saying this. We had great-looking people in our law school, and so much so that our evidence professor in class looks around and she goes, you know what, guys? 
This is a good-looking group. She goes, this school, I'll tell you one thing. It's a good-looking school. <laughs> if you are the reflection of that school, then I believe that. Well, that is a compliment that I'm going to take, and I'm going to think about it forever. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, no, so I think we all had a perception of law school. Let's Should we start off if whether or not this movie was An accurate, accurate about law school? Parts of it were, I think. Yeah. I mean, the the thing I remember most about law school, which was accurate in the movie, is the cold calling. Yeah, so let's explain what yeah. that is. So cold calling is, is when you're sitting in class and the professor just looks at the, the roster of who's, who's, who's sitting there and just calls randomly on you without any raising of hands and we'll just start questioning you on the case or whatever the topic is that day. And we'll be pretty aggressive about it if you don't, you don't know the answers to the questions. Yeah, it's very different than college, where you basically could sleep in the back and never have to do anything. Here they call you by name. And if, you know, people who are listening to this and maybe are not lawyers or thinking about going to law school, like, oh, what's the big deal? You get called on. You don't know how stressful that is until it actually yeah, happens. Yeah, you feel like so tiny when you're called. Because if you don't know it, right? It's, yeah. it's terrifying. And then if you do, if you're not entirely correct... The, usually professors are so smart um, that their kind of response to you, you feel shamed yeah. with, with, when you don't know the answer. And, and most of the time you, you also don't know the answer. Yeah, and they're never going to tell you like you were great, great job yeah. like they did in the movie. So Elle yeah. starts off the first day. She gets kicked out of class because she didn't even do the reading assignment. And then later on she does well and they tell her like good job. That, that, that doesn't really happen so much. You'll just get question and question until you don't know it anymore. Exactly, until yeah. you're shamed to the the ground and cowering behind your computer so that's what happened to you yes did something specifically happen to you i mean I, we're we're, we're I safe was terrified place. i would pretend to like get up and go get a drink if i thought the teacher was looking in my direction wait you went to get alcoholic beverages in the middle of class no but i did have a friend who did have beer in each pocket mm. During class, that's called alcoholism. I'm really <laughs> concerned for that person. Well, so some people before moot court, which is where you like do a fake trial in front of professors, people would like take shots out of their locker before they went up in you front of the ca to. class. There was a guy that had Jaeger in his locker, and I'm pretty sure he's now on the street. I don't know what happened to him. We, we wish you well. He was also 38 when he went to law school, which was a little older than most people go to law school. Well, these days it's kind of mixed, but a little yeah. older probably. Yeah. Speaking of alcohol and in this movie, there was something I have to tell you that was completely unrealistic what? and I watched it. Oh. In the end of the movie. The martini? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What am I talking about? The, her father sitting at graduation with the, with the martini. I have so many issues about that. Number one, how long? It was perfectly filled, like filled to the top did yeah. he carry the martini glass with him to the, his seat what did he bring the glass with him and you know a martini mixer i mean and he just has it with him is no one concerned by the fact that this guy is drinking a james bond martini in the middle of graduation i mean good for him he's celebrating you know yeah he's living his, he's living his truth what truth is that <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen in real life but this movie totally more power to it totally unrealistic well one one un, one other unrealistic thing from that scene is when you graduate law school you get like a special gown when you're walking right you know you, you don't wear like a the same gowns as undergraduates so you get like a cape yeah some sometimes a cape. A different hat. you get yeah, yeah whatever that's called i don't know if it's called i don't think it's called a cape no i didn't graduate from like sky high uni superhero university good, good movie by the way Little name drop there. Has <laughs> anybody realized that? Yeah. Um, but here they wore the normal undergraduate um, 
attire. So it was inaccurate, the gown yeah, that she's bi- wearing. <laughs> big, yeah, big, big inaccuracy. Big, <laughs> Huge. Big point of contention. Yeah. Well, if you go back, the actual application process. Yeah. Kelsey, what did you do for your video application to Harvard? Well, first I dyed my hair, <laughs> and then I went to wardrobe. No, um, I think I took the LSATs once and was like, eh, this score's okay. Can I ask how you did? That. You don't have to say. I honestly don't remember. I'm like mid-level. I didn't yeah. do great. I didn't do horrible. Right. In the movie, what did she get? She, she, got, she did really she well. She got a 179. That's like genius. 0.1%. Yes. Yeah. Of course you and get And she like kept going up and up. She started at like 132 and then just kept going up. That's accurate. So a lot of people think when you take the LSAT, if you get like a 145 on your practice, oh, I'm going to get a 145 on the actual exam. You always do better yes. than you do on the practice. Actually, that's not true for everybody. Oh, no. I got the same exact score on my LSAT as I got practicing without studying. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a, you're a rarity. Well, I, yeah. My test didn't go well. Um, yeah. But it was enough to still get into law school. Can we talk for a second about yeah. how annoying that LSAT exam is? It's worse than the bar exam. It really yeah, is. I think it's harder than the bar it exam. It is because yeah. you can't actually prepare for it. It's just like weird logic, questioning games. It's yeah. At least the bar exam, you know things that you can kind of run down through. It could be a hundred of them. You'll never get to all of them. But you can't prepare for that. There, there's two things I don't like in this world, games and logic. And when you combine those two together, it's a problem. Because let me tell you something. This is one of the questions. You have five kids who are wearing different colored sweaters going on six different buses going three different routes what are the all the alternative ways and i just cry i cry yeah. in the middle of the exam because that's not my I, <laughs> I was so frustrated during the exam that i broke my pencil in half really <laughs> yeah that's i was wild. like damn it because it's such a time crunched exam yeah and i was like oh i'm taking too long with this question yep, yep. i, I remember thinking it. like it was four hours long how am i going to take a three like Three days of a bar exam for eight hours each day. But bar exam, it felt better. Bar exam, you know the law. You actually can use what you've learned. Yeah, you have all this knowledge, and you kind of have leeway in your essay questions. This LSAT exam was horrible. I did better on the reading comp, though. Well, you're smart. No, I'm not. I was better on reading comp than logic. Yeah. Again, I can read, but I don't have logic. Uh, But but video applications. I don't think many people do videos for. Is that even loud? I mean, they probably like you. Probably could send it in, but I don't know if they. If it's not. It's not asked for in an application. Would Harvard in real life accept somebody like Elle Woods? Let's say she did that and then did a video application where she. Was if she got out a one seventy nine and did decent, you know, well in college. I think she'd have a pretty good shot. They wouldn't care that she sends in a video of her in a bikini out on the pool and making like a cute little video. <laughs> I think they might. I think it's actually a plus. I think that they take her. Well, yeah. you, th- you think that would help or hurt? I don't know how stodgy Harvard Law is. If they have a great sense of humor and they're like, oh, look at... Th-. They did have Mindy Kaling give their graduation speech, though, at Harvard Law. So maybe they do have some sense of humor and lightheartedness. Yeah, they're like, we're not the Harvard of old. We're cool. We're good. <laughs> but, we're but, good but, school. But when she sent that in, she wasn't doing it in like a humorous way. She was, that was like, it was like a super, it was like a serious application. Who? At Woods. Right? Wasn't that serious? No, she was she was joking around. She's like, I remember a ton of facts. Isn't that right, Margot? And Mar- and like her friend is in the pool oh, and yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us what happened on Days of Our Lives? Yes, I can. I, checked. Yeah. I can say that I do use 
I do feel comfortable using legal jargon in everyday life. <laughs> I object. <laughs> I object. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, I will say there was something that was pretty accurate is there are people like Elle Woods who come to law school on the very first day and are absolutely giddy and excited. She was pumped, ready to go. I'll never forget this. This guy walks up to me the first day, orientation. I didn't know anybody in law school. I didn't know what the people in law school were going to be like. And this guy comes up to me. It's like the most awkward thing. Literally sees me, walks up and goes, doesn't see, even like say, hey, what's going on? And he goes, hey, so what brings you to law school? And I'm like, oh, uh, not this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what brings you to law school? You excited for classes? Is this guy a plant? Like what, what's happening right here? But there are people who are pumped to go. Yeah. I mean, and there's also like people who are like, Vivian, who are gunners, who come in the oh first day yeah. and just want to kill everybody else and destroy them. So that part was out of the class. Yeah. That there's gunners, it's, yeah. competitive, it's competitive, but also nice. And yeah, people, you know, outlines and getting into oh, the, the scene with the study group when they wouldn't let her into the study group. I've seen that happen. You mean, but that's, you've seen that? Yes. It wasn't more study collaborative and cooperative. Very, no, study groups were very, like, you know, if you weren't in the original group, you were not getting in. It had to, the smaller, the better. Who cut you out? Yeah, who, who cut you this out? Is an, uh, we're this learning is... a lot about Kelsey right now. She's yeah. like, she says it like, oh, I had a friend who got kicked out of this, uh, this study group. Now's, it, now's your time to call yeah, them out. Come on, just tell me what happened to you. I would, I would never. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what happened. It's just you and me and Andrew and Amba and the rest of the, our listeners. You know, it was, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did that happen to you? I didn't do study groups. I, I studied alone. Yeah, I studied alone. No. I, I studied I, yeah. with a, with, I will have to give a shout out. I studied with a, my best friend from law school, she is a, a another L Woods, hashtag no Vivians. Um, and we worked really well together. You know, we were trial partners and shout out to Amy Cap. Um, but yeah, it was just me and her. We couldn't, yeah. we couldn't study with other people. Yeah, I couldn't do study groups. Yeah, I just wanted to get away from law school people as much as possible. So You didn't like the people you went to school with? No. Well, not for the most for the most part. There's a couple a few really? that I did. A few that I did. Oh, I loved my school. Yeah. We had well, the everyone people. was ridiculously good looking, too. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> That's a whole separate podcast, Kelsey. <laughs> that is a whole separate podcast. Yeah. But no, we had great people. Um, loved it there. I mean, we, yeah. we, we didn't even study in groups. We just were just all hanging out. We were all very close. Yeah. I mean, listen, they probably didn't like me either. So. <laughs> 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 um, so, okay, so that was accurate. And then um, another thing that happened uh, in the movie. Uh, a professor of Elwood's, Woods, a professor of Reese Witherspoon, hits on her very inappropriately, touches her leg, and it's a really nasty scene. Having said that, I have seen a lot of times where professors get into relationships with students, and I'm kind of like a naive person, never thought that really could happen. I really thought that was only in the movies, and then I saw stuff happen firsthand in different law schools. Kelsey, did you see anything like that? You know what? I did, and I don't know if it's because like you're you know, a little bit older. You start law school at, what, 23, 24, 25? Um, and they have like events where you go to the professor's house, and they cook dinner, or they have, you know, you can like auction off, and everyone wants to because... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Who gets up? Wait, what? Who, what? <laughs> like so... students can go I to the that. professor's <laughs> yeah, house or their apartments, like not one-on-one, -on -one, but like a group. What um, school did you go to? I went to Drexel <laughs> University, okay. Thomas R. Klein School. <laughs> All right. Um, and there's events like you can win, you know, something with a teacher, and you go and because at the, the teacher's ones, house. Yes. So the teacher throws an event where people get auctioned off to go out with that teacher. No, like they do an. There's an auction to raise money for 
a charity and one of them is like a wine tasting at this professor's house or this professor loves to cook certain things so you can bring four friends to the you know whatever or go to we have that too yeah I, now that i think really we had like we, ch- like charity that. yeah for different like charity yeah. events they had like pizza party with yeah. blah blah but or, things you know. went down yeah it sounds yeah. like it what happened you know from the grapevine um some some relationships really? some students and wow. some professors yeah i do have a theory about that um not to disparage our profession but I would say a majority of people in the legal profession are not the most social of people. They're kind of awkward. And I feel like when you're a professor, that's you're like the king. Like you've, you're knowledgeable. You have all these people that want to know what your, your, your knowledge base. And like that's your thing. That's your club. That's your – and so I think there might be situations where – not that they take advantage of it because it's – I've heard more of relationships mm-hmm. and a consensual thing. But, you know, they have a, a certain influence it's, it's 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 a little bit of like a power trip at yeah. times, you know. They've got young people or older people kind of just fawning over them, and you know that those are the people that influence your grades and your first semester grades. Influence if you get into big law, and big law influences how much money you make to start. I mean, it's just it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I... I still had the feeling of seeing a professor outside of school, like when you were a little kid and you saw your teacher at like a, the pizza place. I felt awkward. Yeah. That's how I felt all the time. Me too. I mean, besides yeah. the professor relationship too, at the end of the movie, Luke Wilson, who is a t- he, I guess he was a TA, right? Yeah. He's a teacher's assistant. He started dating Reese Witherspoon. That's not. That's not. That's not because he's still a, a student, right? Yeah. I mean, he was like a graduate student, yeah. you could say, or he was. He was probably what twenty five, twenty six in the movie. Yeah. Although Luke Wilson. But he was a practicing attorney. What was he? Yes. Yes. yes he's an so, actual licensed okay. attorney. Because usually teachers' assistants are just older students, so, right? I wonder if he was no, like a he research was, fellow. Or no, something. he was a licensed attorney yeah. because he, during the course of the movie. Uh, L. Woods was allowed to practice under him for the. So was he not? A, was he not a teacher's assistant then? What was he doing there? Was he, he just hanging so, around he's campus? Like he's heartthrob. Two thousand one heartthrob. A lot of lawyers like help out and do research for. I think he worked at his firm. Yeah, he was. A, no, he, was he, did. he was an associate. He did that, but I remember one point he called himself a teacher's assistant too. Well, d- wasn't he like hiding? Like, do you remember during the course of the movie he like didn't explain yeah. what his role was, and then during the course of the movie the professor says, "Ah, you've probably seen this man oh, yeah, lurking yeah, yeah. in the back." That's I'm like, true. why? Why was this a secret? Well, because <laughs> the first time that El Woods was like all stressed out about class, and he was just there. He was there, and they just talked about it. And then he walks into class, and he's like, "Oh, you're that guy." Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that was that was the magic moment. Funny thing about this movie, as we get into some trivia about Legally Blonde, did you know that Luke Wilson? Do you know how he prepared for the role? He how just did, was how? himself. <laughs> he says, "I play myself pretty much in every movie." That's, That's what true. I did. And yeah. I, and it got me thinking: who else plays themselves in every movie? I actually came up with a short list. Okay. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Who That's else? Accurate. I don't know. I have to think about that. Denzel Washington plays himself in every movie. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Um, what, what movies is she in? Don't be naive. Next question. Um, yeah, but there there are people um, who just play themselves, and and Luke Wilson really does play himself. Owen Wilson. I like think nah. he'll change it a little bit. I love yeah. the Wilsons. To be honest, but no one's. They haven't really been doing anything. Luke Wilson's doing that weird like gum commercial now. Or uh, press Owen commercial. Wilson's been in some stuff. He's right? Getting some nice teeth whitening out of that though. Yeah. yeah. You know. I don't Respect. know. Um, but yeah, he said he just played himself. That's what he did. One other thing about the movie, as we talk about it, yes. and we're going to get into more of the, the crux of it, talking about the cast. The guy that plays Werner, 
Did you know that he had a massive crush on Reese Witherspoon? So much so that the producers of the film actually had to step in to make sure everything was all right. He admitted to Reese Witherspoon that he liked her and she was married to uh, Ryan Phillippe at the time. So all she said to him was, oh, you're so sweet. Okay, let's go back to the scene. How humiliating is That's that? That's pretty awkward. That's yeah. so awkward. Mm -hmm. um, but didn't they get divorced like soon after that? I think it was probably a few years after. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Probably think a few years after. I don't know. I wonder if the guy was waiting in the wind. Don't date people at work. Yeah. Rule number one. Rule yeah. number one. Yeah. Um, okay. So we get into like the big part of this movie that's probably the most inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so the biggest inaccuracy was the the, the whole big trial that went on. The the trial with the the, the woman from um, what's that movie? One of my Varsity Blues. No, no, no. She's in um, uh, the one where they they skip death. Oh, Final, Final Destination. Final Destination. Final Destination. Final Destination. She's known for Varsity Blues. Yeah, yeah. Um, so whatever. <laughs> Everybody knows that. So thing. Elle's professor is representing her in a trial, and Elle was selected for this, I guess, fellowship, right, or something like that, where she is allowed to help out. Uh, with the trial, and she's this this woman is being uh, accused of murdering someone. So she's on trial for murder, and during the trial, Elle Woods is uh, allowed to one uh, question a, question a witness, and two visit the visit the defendant in prison by herself unaccompanied. Well, under Hollywood law, you can do that. Yes. But in real life, Kelsey, we can't do that now, can we? No, we can't. I know that in some states you are allowed to do preliminary conferences as in in criminal court as a law student on your own. Right. Uh, not preliminary preliminary hearings, like low level hearings. Um, but there's only certain things you're allowed to even talk about. If anything else, you have to go to the superior. You can't talk about it. Like in the movie, she goes, "Well, Your Honor, uh, under Massachusetts Supreme Court Judicial Rule 3.03, .03, I'm allowed to do this." and that's not actually true because she was a first-year law stu uh, student, and really that law only applies to third-year law students. Uh, it was semi-accurate that she had she was able to uh, be under the supervision of Luke Wilson, who was an actual attorney, yeah. but that whole scene would have never happened because that's not the only part that's inaccurate of that scene. The fact that, first of all, she's able to... Okay, just to everybody recap in case you haven't thought about this movie in a while. She is able to get a witness on the stand who is the daughter of the father who's killed to admit that she killed the father. And she's able to do that because she says to this woman who has like real frizzy hair, where were you at the time of the shooting? I was in the shower. I didn't hear the gunshots. But really what she says to her is, well, what did you do that day? And she says, oh, I got a perm and then I got a shower. And... Reese Witherspoon says, well, you know the first rule of hair maintenance is you can't get uh, jump into the shower. You can't get your hair wet if you get a perm. So really, what were you doing? And she blows up and confesses to doing that. Those kinds of admissions, those kinds of explosive moments, those kinds of a few good men moments, they never happen in court, do they? Never seen it. No. So the, she would have had a call or somebody would have had a call, a witness, an expert witness right. out there that would have had to lay the foundation about this is what you do for perms. You can't just take Reese Witherspoon's word that right. that's how perms work. And like yeah. as she asked her, she goes, "Isn't the first rule of perm maintenance?" And 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 then the witness goes, "Yes." <laughs> I mean that that will never work. Um, and also, if you step back a little bit, you tell me if this would have worked. Okay, do you remember 
when uh, there was another witness who comes on. He's this flamboyant guy, and he says that he was having sex with the the defendant. Yeah. But really, Reese Witherspoon finds out that he's gay, mm-hmm. and sh- what she's able to do is because he's as she's clicking her eels at, w- at, during the lunch break, they're waiting to get water, and she's behind him and she's clicking her heels. And he goes, "Don't you, don't you uh, clip your what was it last, I got it. last don't season? Those Prado season shoes. shoes at me, honey." Exactly. Now, what Luke Wilson does is as he cross-examines him, he asks him a bunch of quick questions until he flops and he goes. So you had sex with her? Yes. You went to the Grove? Yes. He goes, and your boyfriend's name is Hector. And that that would never have happened. Yeah. And would it have happened? Because all he would, as he did, he gets back and he goes, oh, I, 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 I made a mistake. I didn't really say that. He's just a friend. And then what happens, Kelsey, when he says he's just a friend? Oh, um, his boyfriend stands up and screams at him. utters a curse word. You can say it. We're a friendly podcast. You got it. it. What, is it what, what curse word does he says, say? You bitch. Yeah, okay. that was good. That would never have happened either. But what I don't know. I, that one that one seems like less uh like it could potentially happen. Yeah, it's a crazy I've scenario, some, but it could potentially happen. There's what? been some crazy there's been some crazy court outbursts that I've seen. And and not even like crazy, but just like, you know, a, a family member of a witness like scoffing loudly and laughing or just interjecting like absolutely not after a question is answered. And the jury hears that. Yeah. And the ju- you know, and it's before the judge can kind of even get a chance to, you know. This is my biggest issue with it. So let's just go back to when she gets the daughter to admit to the murder. Yeah. The judge goes, please take her into custody. All charges are dismissed. <laughs> and th- that's it. That would never happen. There's no motions or anything. That would never happen. What might have happened, she might have actually been taken into custody. Yeah. But it's not the job of the judge to dismiss the case. It's the job of the prosecution to drop the case yeah. or try to get it to the jury and they find him, uh, they find her not guilty. But that would never happen was that quick resolution. But Everyone the, hugs and kisses yeah. and there's music playing. It wouldn't have been as interesting of a, of a conclusion if it was accurately portrayed. Well, speaking of conclusions, that wasn't the first ending of the movie. Remember, the right? The ending of the movie was supposed to be they, uh, after that, Luke Wilson, Reese Witherspoon, kiss on the courtroom steps, and that's how the movie ends. But apparently test audiences were not too happy with that. Yeah, they wanted to know what happened after after law school, what happened with her legal career, um, what happened next year. also respectable. Yeah, because the movie wasn't, they said, the movie's not a rom-com. Mm-hmm. It's about this young girl who, you know, believes in herself, and that's why at the end of the movie she gives the commencement speech, she's at the top of her class, she shows that she did it, and they sprinkled the fact that... Um, she and Luke Wilson got married. Do you think this was one of the first, I, mean, I don't know if it was the first, but it was one of the first movies where they showed like a, like now there's been a lot more recently, but like they were show, showing like a, a, a woman in a really strong role. Like, I mean, they've had a lot of movies yeah. like that, but this was a but, really but more good, late, feel good movie. I know, but yeah. more lately, and I think this was the start of that wave where like more movies were depicting women in like powerful ro- roles. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I certainly know for me yeah. it was one um, where, you know, Reese Witherspoon as an, act, as an actor is just a role model for a lot of young women. So um, I'm trying to think, too, like as a, a, a movie where a woman was portrayed in such a strong role as an attorney. Um, uh, the, uh, Julia Roberts. Aaron Brockovich. Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> yeah. She's not a lawyer, though, but also a great movie. Yeah. Wait, Love what other movie? movie? female attorney but, but the thing is like like a, for example a few good men 
Um, Demi Moore was Demi not Moore. portrayed well, she, and she had more experience than Tom Cruise. She, she should have been. She should have been. What's lead. the other one with Susan Sarandon? She played a, a really strong lawyer in. Uh, you know, oh, I don't know. To drop that, I can't remember the name of the movie. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's what, and and again, just to circle back, that's why they said a lot of young women were going to law school after this movie because they felt empowered by it. Yeah. Um, you know, what's also interesting about just to go back to that last scene when she gives the graduation, did you know that she and Luke Wilson are both wearing wigs? Because they were filming two different movies at that point. He shaved his head. She had to cut her hair short, so they're both wearing wigs. Oh. I did think his hair looked a little too good in that movie, that scene. Huh. You would know about hair looking too good. I know when something's off. <laughs> uh, Sniff that right out. And, you know, she looked great in the movie, Reese Witherspoon. They had a great uh, wardrobe for her. And what did I tell you before this podcast started? She got to keep all of her clothes. That is an absolute dream. So that's why my next question is, Kelsey, I'll start with you and Andrew. I'm going to go to you. What movie would you want to be in and you'd have all the clothes that you want from that movie? That's a good question. Wow, I feel like I need need about, you know, 10 hours out of my day to really kind of go through this. Um, Let me think. Think about it because there's some good there's some good ones here. What movie would I want to take? Uh, you want me to start? You go. Okay, I'd like to get the whole Dark Knight collection. I'll tell you why. First of all, I get it really fancy suits and great casual outfits, and I get the Batman suit. So, I, like, my knights are taken care of. Andrew. I mean, I would. I need to think about this a little bit more, but I guess Iron Man is a good one. Ooh, that would Iron be a good Man's one. pretty good. That would be a good one. Um, I, or I, I mean James Bond. How great would be to have those outfits. Just all Great Gatsby. That's a good one. Ocean's Eleven, maybe. No, Great Gatsby. I'd love to dress like that. Yeah. You, I want to walk in like Mr. Peanut with yeah. a cane and walking around and have a little <laughs> monocle. I, I like. I want to dress like Gatsby. Gatsby. I wear those suits yeah. every day. Yeah. I drive my little whatever that car was that he was driving all around. Yeah. I'm uh, talking about the Leonardo DiCaprio high school, one. High School Musical. I just wanted to be silent and make you feel uncomfortable about that one. I would probably take like a, a legally blonde, like the you know the nice women's suits where it's not not all these you know kind of like cardboard cut out. They like really nice suits. Reese killed it. Um, also, Bridesmaids is a great movie. I feel like I this is a very random thing, but I loved every outfit that Kristen Wiig wore, and I just remember thinking during that movie, those are all great blazers. She was casual. Casual yeah. outfit. Yeah. Casual, you know, dress up the blazer, dress it down. Reese put that in her... Reese. Reese. Just Reese. She put that in her contract that she got to keep all she the uh, outfits. She is smart. I like that. That was good, because I sometimes watch movies, I'm like, those are amazing outfits. Tom Cruise, who, by the way, little side note... I was walking down the street the other day, not to toot my own horn. Some guy literally looks up the phone and goes, oh, shoot, Tom Cruise. <laughs> now, Tom Cruise is also like 5'2", so I was a little, you know. Yeah. I was like, oh, great, whatever. But he wears some cool outfits in the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, I was like, That's a great that. jacket. I yeah. want that jacket. Tom, Tom Cruise is pretty stylish. Like, I like his style. In movies. In, mo- in real life? No. I feel like now I can't stop looking at Tom Cruise. He's right well, in front of me. That's what I think. James Bond? No. He's right here. James Bond. Yeah. I mean, I do do a good Tom Cruise impression, but it's not so much the voice, it's more the facial expressions. Okay. Um, you did the run, too. Yeah, I do do the run. <laughs> Have I ever showed you the run? No. I'll show you Ugh. after the podcast. If anybody wants to go to my Twitter, Instagram, you can f- see me running like Tom Cruise. It's one of my best things I do. Uh, but so you, only movie you'd want, Legally Blonde? Uh, I, I would really need a lot of time to think about this. 
to be honest. I bet if it was 1999, you'd want to dress like the Matrix. Or like, no, everything the Spice Girls wore in Spice World, 100%. That was a top-notch time for me. Wow. I think you were born in the wrong era. I mean, I was born in the 90s. Yeah, so. she was born in that era. I was born in the 90s. It's no, the prime era for But me. you need to appreciate it. Like, you need to have been born, I think, in the 80s so that by the time the Spice Girls came, you're like, I could wear those outfits. I mean, I did wear those outfits. Did you really? Yeah, the high-platform shoes. My first concert was a Spice, Spice Girls concert. Do you wish that they'd come back together? Well, they, they almost did, but uh, Posh was too busy. She's too posh. She's too posh. What do you think? What do you think's the most memorable quote from this movie? The uh, the, the last oh, the lasted oh. the lasted like time the people were. I'm so glad you mentioned this because it's the one thing I didn't get a chance to talk about. The bend and snap. That's what I was gonna say. The bend and the snap. Now, Kelsey, tell us for two guys on this podcast, is that an actual thing? Um, I can neither confirm or deny because girl code says otherwise. Um, <laughs> no, it's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. No. No. Is there is there an is there something like the bend and snap? I I don't know. I feel like if there is, I'm not in on this. So did the screenwriter like invent that term? I mean, if it's the idea of like I don't know, like dropping something so that somebody will notice you and you're behind, and then you snap back up, and then the movement upwards is like actually draws someone's eye. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not in on that, but but. From that point on, it's a classic move. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing I that I remember. I think that invented the bend and snap, to be honest. I don't think it existed but do you think before people, then. So people do it after? Have you ever seen anybody do the bend and snap? I've done it on a subway with my friends. Oh, as there a joke? It was an empty subway car. Oh. I was like, what are you going to do on an empty subway car? The bend, bend and, and snap. snap. I don't know. Like, not have to be crouched next to anybody. Just enjoy that moment. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. I think that line was big. Any other lines? I think like we did it when they oh, graduated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's you can fun. do better. Like she goes, she's doing a serious speech, and then she just goes, "We did it." That was good. We did it. And now, Andrew, what I about said you? that when I graduated law school. Did you? Yeah. You said that. Yeah. Did you give? Were were you? Did you give a speech? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. Mm. What do you? What's your line? Well, you I thought it was a bend and snap, but um, I like. Oh, oh, oh! The, there's a famous line. Which one? She goes, he goes, you got into Harvard? And uh, she, what, 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 like, uh, that's, that's hard? Good. I have that's that right hard. here, too. <laughs> yeah. And the Arist- I like the Aristotle. Even that's not a funny line. It's, I just always remember that. What like was the, it? the first question in the class, the, te- the professor writes uh, some quote up on the board. You don't even know the quote? No, and she's like, who said this quote? And the guy raises his hand and is like, Aristotle. The law. <laughs> I think it's the law. That was a really good impression of that guy. <laughs> Would you bet your life on it? I think so. <laughs> it's, I think it's the law is reason free from passion. Yes. I remember that. Because I do my homework on this topic. Huh. Now, are we going to come back and talk about Legally Blonde 2 or the fact that Legally Blonde the musical's out or Legally Blonde 3 is being made? Oh. I am very excited about Legally Blonde 3. So. What do you think is going to happen? <sighs> um, I don't know. Maybe Reese Witherspoon is the next... Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I think that would be a great like storyline. Um, writers, you know, if you need that, let me know. Did you see the Broadway show? No, I didn't. It's pretty good. Is it? People, yeah. Good Is it very much like the movie? Um, I mean, same storyline, but they have, like, songs. It's like a musical. So it's, It does pretty well. Yeah. It did pretty well. The, yeah. Songs, are, the songs are catchy. Um, yeah. So check it out. 
All right. Well, that was that was uh, Wiggly Blonde. Uh, check it out. Kelsey, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next week. We did it! <laughs> <laughs>